0: Welcome to the Pink Bunny Podcast, where we talk about all things related to money from a gay perspective. And, you know, what I've been hearing lately on the radio is uh, this whole discussion, of course, about the debt ceiling. And they keep talking about, of course, you know, if um, the government doesn't pay their bills as of the or increase the debt ceiling to pay their bills as of the X date, um, which I believe they've pushed out to uh, June 5th. And anyway, if they don't pay their bills and increase the debt ceiling by the X date, then it's just going to create a lot of havoc and chaos out there. So when I see that, and I've seen it um, written like the letter X and then hyphen date or just X and by itself. But anyway, the, the X date, I guess that just means for them the drop dead date. But when I hear X date, what I, I think is, especially as it relates to mutual funds, is the date that a mutual fund will trade um, without the dividend payout. So um, what does that mean? Is that a good thing? Should I care? Well, uh, I guess what you really should at least be aware of what it means. So if your uh, owner of a mutual fund shares as of the record date, um, which is typically towards the end of the year, then all shareholders as of the record date then will receive the distribution payout um, and the shares will trade um, for a lower share price on the X date. Uh, so what that means is let, let's just say for example purposes that um, the um, fund is going to pay out $1.50. In dividends and capital gains, and let's say that shares are trading for ten bucks, just for easy math. So, if you buy shares or sell shares prior to the X date, then you're going to sell uh, and buy at ten bucks. So, on the X date, then uh, the share price is going to drop by the amount of the distribution. So, instead of trading at ten bucks, it's now going to tr- uh, trade at eight fifty. So does that mean your portfolio is worth less? No. So what it really means, especially if you reinvest the dividends and capital gains, is that you'll end up with more shares, and even though the fund is trading at a lower share price, it's a wash. So your account will essentially remain the same. Now, if you take that distribution payout in cash, then of course, you're own fewer shares, the share price has dropped, and yes, then your balance will be lower. And that's excluding any up and down movement that the market makes on the fund. So it's a taxable event to you um, because mutual funds, now they buy and sell all throughout the year and they receive dividends all throughout the year from the stocks that they own. So who knows what it's going to be? Who knows what the portfolio managers decided to do to do, but there may or may not even be a distribution, but most likely there is because they hold lots and lots of different companies, and again, they trade a lot throughout the year. So, what that means to you is because this is a mutual fund, then you receive your proportionate share. So, on a per share basis, if the distribution is a buck fifty, you're going to get a distribution of buck fifty per share. So, if I decide to um, take my cash and run totally fine. You can do that. It uh, doesn't mean you're not going to pay taxes on it because again, you were on in the fund as of the record date and then you receive that distribution payout on the X date. Now, if I were to be an investor who's buying shares and I was buying towards the, the end of the year and I wanted to receive the dividend for whatever reason, then you need to be in there on the X date, not the X date, the record date, <laughs> pardon me. So, would I want to? No, I wouldn't want to, because uh, number one, it's a taxable event to me, and number two is the share price is going to drop, and you always want to buy low and sell high. So you want to buy your mutual fund shares post the payout, so buy on the X date or after. Mutual funds, they will typically know what the distribution is going to be you know, well ahead of time, um, usually probably like 30 days at least you know, ahead of time, maybe even Towards the end of, you know, November, they will typically know what the distribution is going to be. It's not set in stone, but you have a pretty good idea what it's going to be. And a lot of people want to know ahead of time so they can, you know, plan and do their taxes accordingly. Now, um, they have a declaration date. And let's just say, for example, that it's mid December, December 15th is a declaration date. That's when they will set this uh, distribution in stone, and you'll know what the total payout is going to be. And it'll be broken down into um, part dividends and part capital gains, because again, you want to know that because you will be paying that at different rates. So um, the capital gains are paid at capital gain rates, um, dividends are paid or taxed as ordinary income. Now, that's just at the fund level. So the fund um, is mandated by law to pay out this distribution to you and they pay out, it's over 98%. So essentially everything is going to be paid out. Now, um, this is excluding your own trading that you do, because if you've bought and sold shares throughout the year and you've had, uh, you know, made a profit, then that profit is also taxed at um, capital gain rates. If You've held it for um, a year and a day, long-term capital gain rates. Less than that, then um, you just, again, get taxed as ordinary income. So capital gain rates typically bounce around a lot. Um, They are always monkeying with it. I don't know why. But um, right now, according to the IRS, uh, this is 2023, um, you will have a net capital gain um, of zero if your taxable income is less than or equal to $41,675 for single or married filing separately, $83,350 for married filing jointly or qualifying qualifying surviving spouse, or 55800 for head of household. So these rates, like I said, do change. They've usually been 15% for the most part for a very, very long time. Um, there are some, some differences um, that the IRS makes in terms of a higher capital gain rate, um, it looks like the uh, taxable part of the gain from selling Section 1202 qualified small business stock is taxed at a maximum 28%. Net capital gains from selling collectibles such as coin or art are taxed at a maximum 28%. And the portion of any unrecaptured Section 1250 gain from selling Section 1250 real estate property is taxed at a maximum 25% rate. So if that doesn't apply to you, don't worry about it. And if this is in your IRA, don't worry about it. Because you can trade um, left and right inside of your IRA. All those distributions that occur um, don't really matter. Because eventually when you take your uh, distributions and you're over 59 and a half, and if it's in your regular IRA, then that's when the taxes come due. If it's in your Roth IRA, as long as you've been there, there at least five years and you're over 59 and a half, then everything is going to come out completely tax-free. So we're really only talking about your taxable account. And I have seen, however, where people, for whatever reason, decide I want to receive the dividend and I want to see that I want to receive that distribution. Hey, that's free money. And I'm like, well, no, it's it's not free because you're going to pay taxes on it. Number one, and it really doesn't help you, right? Because again, um, the share price is going to drop after that. And you'd want to buy low and, again, sell high. So you want to buy these shares at a lower tax rate, so uh, um, at a lower NAV, net asset value, a lower price per share. Now, if you were calling the mutual fund and you were placing your order with a representative, they should make you aware of, hey, you know what? There's a distribution coming out. Um, Are you aware of that? And do you know what that means? Just so that you're like, oh, um, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, when's the X date? Uh, It's the 27th of December. Oh, okay. I will just wait till then. Okay, perfect. Now, that's what I think um, a normal person would do. But, you know, I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff. I've seen people liquidate their entire portfolios, and then they will buy in after the distribution. Um, uh, Just to avoid that taxable payout when you just created a whole taxable event for yourself, it doesn't make sense to me but um, I guess if your portfolio is in the negative, that might make sense. But um, if you've had any kind of increases, then that certainly wouldn't make sense. Not to me, but hey, to each their own. So you just want to be aware of what those dates are. They're usually published in the prospectus. And again, the fund companies will know typically you know, well ahead of time um, what those dates are going to be. Again, the declaration date is just when the company says, hey, this is what the distribution is going to be. The record date, um, as long as you're in the fund, as of that record date, all shareholders as of that date will uh, go on record and will receive the distribution payout. And then the X date, EX hyphen date, um, that is the date that the distribution will occur. You'll receive that distribution. Uh, and again, it will get reinvested for you, um, typically, and then the share price will drop by the amount of the distribution. And again, excluding up and down, any up and down movement of the share price based on uh, the market movement. So I think it's good just to have a heads up about that so that you're aware. Um, does it really matter, again, in the grand scheme of things? No, um, because you're going to, if you're investing for long-term, it it's here nor there. I mean, if you there's a huge capital gain rate, um, I guess you really have to decide whether your portfolio manager is doing a, a good or bad job. So if he's um, got a pretty significant um, capital gain rates, then he's probably harvested those gains. And hopefully your share price reflects that. Um, he's made some good decisions for you, he or she. Uh, similarly, um, if there is uh, hardly any of a capital gain, uh, distribution, um, it's hard to say, you know, what the reason is. Maybe he's just held on to everything. So, you know, that distribution in and of itself, uh, let's just say it's a buck uh, distribution, it'll also be broken out. And it'll typically be like, um, I don't know, let's just say 25% capital gain, 75% ordinary income. So, I mean, uh, dividends and that gets taxes, ordinary income. So it just really just depends. And again, when you get your 1099, that'll be all broken out for you. Um, You can, again, find out ahead of time. So you can just plan accordingly as well. And then, um, of course the, uh, like I said, the uh, tax rates do change, you know, every now and then usually 15% is typically what they've been for forever and a day. But again, they're always changing that. So I don't know, uh, beside the point. So, uh, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, in terms of that, because again, hearing that, uh, when you hear X date, um, now that you know, especially as it applies to your mutual fund, you just have an awareness, I don't think, again, there's any significant thing you you should do. If you have a significant portfolio and you really don't want to uh, pay taxes on that uh, distribution, you could make uh, a charitable contribution. And then um, you could take a tax write-off that way. And then uh, the charity, they don't pay taxes on that. So, you know, I guess that's a win-win that way. But that just really depends. You want to do some... Competent tax planning, you know, with your seek, you know, tax advisor. So seek competent tax advice or work with your financial advisor to determine if that's a good strategy or not for you. So I'm going to leave it there. Hopefully, you're having a great day, and I will talk to you later.